All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be here with my good friend, Danielle. I asked her to come back. She had been on before talking about how she had an amazing challenge, go viral on TikTok. Well, today she is breaking down all about thyroid. We're also going to talk a lot about mind and body and also this revolutionary medicine that needs to be more present in our culture in order for people to heal, get out of autoimmune and actually feel good. Danielle, I'm so excited for you to be here. Can you introduce yourself to everyone? Yes, I am so excited to be back. I love, love your podcast. Rachel is literally one of the people who got me going with my health coaching, inspired me both through her products and through her podcast. So I'm super excited to be here. So my name is Danielle Maytee. I was introduced myself. I'm a scientist, health coach, and mom with Hashimoto's. And yeah, I got into this health coaching like many of us. It's a second career for me. I did something completely different for 20 years, although still in the sciences. And then my own journey of healing is really what inspired me to change careers at 50 and become a health coach wow. and educator. I love that. I mean, I look at you as the thyroid queen. I am all over your TikToks, which I've told everyone always to follow you because there's a plethora of information that you share. And it's information that we don't get when we're just going to our doctor. I'm sure there are great doctors out there. I've met some of them myself, but I would say that a good amount of them are not educated in some of the areas that we're educated when it comes to looking at these other aspects of life. So before we dive into kind of this mind-body connection and why the thyroid is such an integral part of healing our body, talk to me about like why the thyroid is important. So I'm a big thyroid geek. Like I could go on about this all day. In fact, <laughs> this is my friend Thea, the thyroid, my little plush thyroid here. <laughs> if your thyroid is this big, we really have to talk. <laughs> actual thyroid is only about like that big. It's like maybe like the size of kind of a walnut. It's right here at the base of your throat. And your thyroid is actually very, very simple. It literally does, I mean, in terms of what we're talking about metabolism, it does two things. It makes primarily the thyroid hormone, which we call T4 or thyroxine. You may have heard the medication levothyroxine, which is a synthetic form of that hormone. And it makes a tiny bit of something called T3, triiodothyronine, which is a very fancy way of saying the same thing, but with one fewer iodines, <laughs> T4 and T3. And it's literally just this basically one molecule T4 that then gets converted that is responsible for so many things in your body. So it seems like uh, it's not, why is it that big a deal? If your thyroid can't make it, just take, just take the hormone. But it's actually more than that. And, and the more I dig into it, the more I realize that it's kind of this, it's simple in terms of what it does, but extremely complex. And this is why your thyroid in particular is kind of one of the sort of waypoints 
or way stations between your emotional, mental world and your physical body. Literally how your body translates what you're thinking and feeling into and thinking and feeling emotionally into how your body works. That passes through this little gland here, basically. So stress is translated into physical ailments in large part through the function or non-function of our thyroid. And that's why it's not just that we need to keep our thyroids healthy. It's that thyroid dysfunction itself is a sign of bigger problems of often in that, like we said, that mind body of things beyond just, oh, I need a supplement or maybe I need, but it's actually going well. Okay. The thyroid isn't working, right? My thyroid hormones aren't doing what they're supposed to do. What's the bigger picture? What's further upstream? And that is, I mean, conventional medicine just doesn't ask that question, which is why, you know, we go to endocrinology, they look at this tiny gland, they're like, oh, you're fine. Right. Okay, my entire life falling apart. I feel like crap. How can you say I'm fine? What are some of the symptoms that somebody could encounter dealing with thyroid imbalance? Yeah. So they're very classic. One is, and but we're also what we call, you know, they're they're what doctors will often say, like they're not distinct to the thyroid. So it could seem like a lot of different things. So but the classic ones, weight gain that kind of comes out of nowhere. And just, you can't get rid of it no matter what you do. I've had clients who gained 100 pounds in six wow. months. Wow. Now, the doctor said, oh, she'd eat less. That person would literally have to eat 750 calories more. Oh, sorry, no more than that. It's almost 1,000 calories more every day for six months to gain that much weight. You literally couldn't do that. Like, your body could not do that. And yet the doctors are like, oh, yeah, you must eat too much. I'm like, what do you think? She moved into a donut shop? Like, no. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> so weight gain, again, nothing you do. Like, you can't get rid of it. Hair loss. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just, you know, I would say you start seeing more hair on the brush and the drain and less on your, and not everybody gets this, but not only hair loss, but your eyebrows thinning, especially this outer third, as mm. if I were related, cold all the time. I mean, I have like a stack of fingerless gloves. I'm already like, hmm, is today a fingerless glove day? <laughs> Warm socks all the time. So cold, hair loss, weight gain, digestive issues. Sometimes people get these heart palpitations that I always describe it as like, it felt like having a bird fluttering in my chest. Just all of a sudden you get this like, and then it would go away, but it was scary feeling. Here's one that most people don't think of, especially in women. High cholesterol, high LDL cholesterol. If you haven't changed your diet and all of a sudden your LDL is going like this and your doctor wants to put you on a statin, they'd be better off putting you on thyroid medication because especially in women, high LDL cholesterol is due to low T3 hormone because our liver needs thyroid hormone in order to absorb and break down cholesterol. So, so what if somebody's already taking a medication and cholesterol is high? So if some people have what we call like congenital or, or, you know, like genetic hyperlipidemia, they just like, you know, from a young age, they've had high cholesterol. But for a lot of us, all of a sudden, we'll just start going like this. And the doctor's like, oh, I want to give you a statin. Like just meanwhile, you have all these other symptoms like, oh, I'm tired. And, and they'll say, oh, you're just getting older. Oh, it's just menopause. It's, no, no, there shouldn't be any dust. Like you shouldn't be losing your hair, exhausted. Also fatigue, no matter how much you sleep. And not just like, oh, I'm tired, but they're like, like exhausted. Pull myself off the couch. Yeah. So these are very, and like I said, a lot of digestive issues, skin issues, joints, um, swelling, your hands and feet. Again, most of these can also go with other problems when you put them together, especially weight gain cold, hair loss, those are classic. Like there's really nothing else other than hypothyroidism that does that. If right. you, go to, you, you have those and your doctor's like, oh, but your labs are normal, you're fine. You're not fine. You need to find doctors actually and take you seriously because those are classic hypothyroid symptoms. 
and somebody who will actually do like a full thyroid panel, what are the ones that you suggest to clients to speak to their doctor about? So for a full thyroid panel, most doctors, and they even at this conference I was telling you about, I was at the American Thyroid Association last week, they're like, oh, TSH is all you need. No, TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, is made by your brain to stimulate your thyroid. So I still do not understand why doctors are so reluctant to test the actual thyroid. We want to know if your liver is functioning, we test liver enzymes. We want to know if your thyroid is functioning, we should test thyroid hormones. So TSH is the first. But then you need free T4 and free T3, not total, free, reverse T3. And then especially with hypothyroidism, you want to check thyroid antibodies, which are TPO and TG, thyroid peroxidase antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies. But you can just call them TPO and TG. So that is six different tests, not one. And that will give you a better picture of, because the thing is, an endocrinologist is like, is your thyroid functioning? And this is what does it, this is what makes me crazy. So American Thyroid Association website, the organization, professional organization for endocrinologists and practitioners all throughout North America. On their website, they say hypothyroidism is defined by not having enough thyroid hormone to have normal bodily function. That makes sense. How do you treat it? You normalize TSH. No, 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 wait a second. You just said I didn't have enough hormone for normal bodily function. So don't you think cured would be having enough hormone for normal bodily function? Nope. So it's like, no, no, no. We want to make sure we have enough hormone for normal bodily function. Not just one number on a lab sheet is correct. So we need to check all of those things to really understand what's going on. Tell me a little about when we enter that autoimmune phase with thyroid. Because so, I think we're, we're in, an, in an autoimmune inundated world. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so autoimmune illness, people know, is when your own immune system is no longer able to distinguish between self and non-self and starts attacking your own tissues as the enemy. Now, one thing I really want to emphasize to people, whenever we talk about chronic illness, there's a real shift we need to make from the conventional medical view to what science is actually showing us to be the case. Chronic illness is not evidence of your body being broken. I want to say the same thing with autoimmunity. Right. Your body is not broken. Medical, the medical field takes us, oh, the body's broken and the doctor's the expert is going to fix it. No, no, no. Symptoms are your body responding to, responding correctly to the signals it's getting. So you want to change the output? You need to change the input. So right. autoimmunity is not, oh, my immune system's broken. Why is it doing this? Autoimmunity is either your immune system is so overworked that it literally can't, it's like friendly fire. You know, if there's like chaos in a battle and there's people, sh- it, what are you going to tell like the green hats for the black hats? No, no, it's everything. You know, it's either there's so much going on that the immune system cannot distinguish. But sometimes, and this is what's really like, we're just starting to get some evidence, but there's some suggestion that autoimmunity is almost sometimes your body's way of saying, I don't know any other way to stop this. So we're going to attack the organ that's doing this in order to slow it down. So it's almost like if the car is like going towards a cliff and the brakes aren't working and nothing's working, you shoot out the tires because you just got to stop it before it goes off the cliff. Sometimes your own immune system, it's like a last ditch effort to try to save you. So... So what we need to do is, again, go back upstream and figure out what, what were the inputs? What's the problem that caused this downstream problem? Not, oh, my God, we have to stop the autoimmunity, suppress the immune system. No, 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 no. Why? How do we get the immune system to calm down so that it's no longer attacking you, causing inflammation, and so on? So that's really, that is why what happens in autoimmunity 
autoimmune thyroiditis, also known as Hashimoto's thyroiditis, is the most common form of autoimmune illness. And that's when your immune system is attacking your thyroid and making you hypothyroid because it's damaging your ability to make, make thyroid hormones. And so tell me, tell me what are the, what are the autoimmune in the thyroid world? What are those different areas? Yeah. So there's two main autoimmune illnesses. One causes hypo or low thyroid function and or, or lack of thyroid hormone activity in your body. And that's called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And that is when your own immune system is attacking um, either thyroglobulin or thyroid peroxidase, two proteins in your thyroid, so that you're not making enough hormones. Then there's Graves' disease, which is when your immune system creates an antibody to the thyroid-stimulating hormone or TSH receptor. And that's like, the way I say it is Hashimoto's is like, you know, instead of putting the, the gas pedal down, you know, the normal amount to, on the highway, it's just not going fast enough. So the car is going mm -hmm. real slow. Graves is like you're jamming that pedal down, you put a brick on it, and it's stuck in the down position. So your body's over revving, heart's racing, anxiety, sweating. It's, it's, it could be really scary. And, you know, because your body's actually over revving. So hypo is Hashimoto's and hyper is Graves' disease. And what's confusing is people can have both and switch between the two. Oh, wow. Which is why we need to deal with the autoimmune activation in the first place, not just take a pill for like the downstream effects. And so what are things when we're looking at the upstream, what are things that we need to take into consideration? Well, I always think, of, I, I think because the thyroid, you know, most people don't have enough energy when they're hypothyroid. I have this little acronym that I think of, I call thyroid energy, E-N-R-R-G. So energy. <laughs> um, <laughs> e is you need to eliminate those things that are stimulating the thyroid, stimulating the immune system. So eliminate. Often, with, I usually start with diet because that's literally multiple times a day. We have an opportunity to either eat something healing or not. So we eliminate foods that trigger the immune system. And is nourish, add foods in that your body needs to heal and stay healthy. The first R is rest. We need sleep. Americans seem to be allergic to sleep. We think it's optional. We think only wimps sleep. Right. <laughs> Last night, I like I was so, I was not sleeping well because I had just gone to a conference and the Airbnb had terrible beds, so I hadn't <laughs> slept well for a week. I fell asleep at nine o'clock. I woke up at seven a.m. Ten uh, hours. I yeah. feel like a new person. I have to tell you, coming out of recovery and my adrenal fatigue, I now look at sleep as my best friend. I, I it's out, so great. It's great. Out by like nine thirty, and I sleep till like eight. It's fantastic. It's like the best sleep, and it's been the best remedy. Yeah, that's it. And it's not optional. Your body is like, your body has so much wisdom and so much work to do, but it can't do it while yeah. you're running around all day. So sleep, rest. The other R is restore. We need to restore ourselves. And that means actually take time for stress reduction, for rebalancing. It's like restore, rejuvenate, put whatever re you want in there. <laughs> Good deal for stress. And I don't just mean like, Oh, I'll take a few deep breaths. No, no, we need to actually change our relationship to the pressures mm -hmm. in our world. And sometimes it means removing them. Like sometimes like, you know what? This relationship is not healthy for me. This, you know, I've been going through that lately and it is a tough process, but you have to do it because, well, you and I have talked to this before. Yeah. Fantastic books have come out over the last few years, especially I just finished one called The Myth of Normal, Trauma, Illness and Healing in a Toxic World by Babur Mate, one of the world's leading experts on trauma and illness. and we know, I mean, it's like a one-to-one -one correspondence that people with autoimmunity have trauma, emotional trauma, 
either in their childhood or in their present or both. A big study. And that can be a huge trigger. I mean, that trauma keeps us in fight and flight. It's, it's, I mean, it literally is the foundation of autoimmunity. You look, tell, show me something with autoimmunity and I will tell you, I'll, I'll show you somebody who has trauma in their life. There yeah. was a big study of, of armory veterans coming home from combat with PTSD. They were seven to hundred percent more likely than the average person to be hospitalized with an autoimmune disorder. Wow. Because emotional trauma translates into inflammation. And it's, so it's kind of funny. So this is a, here's a little bit of a sort of a, a philosophical tangent, if I can, <laughs> if people might. I also had an interesting conversation last night. What are emotions for? Like, why do we have emotions, right? Like, there's nothing that goes on in your body that was not honed by evolution over hundreds of thousands of years to help you survive. So I said, what are emotions, right? Our brain has all this machinery to create emotions. So basically, an emotion, biologically, is your brain's evaluation of a situation. Fear. This isn't a safe place. we got to get out of here. Anger. Oh, I better be ready to fight. Love. Oh, this is somebody I, I need to connect to. And all of those emotions are, like I said, they are a judgment about what's going on. Mm. They translate into physical things. I'm afraid. Heart rate goes up. Muscles get ready to run. Right? You're like, literally, that's that flight. I'm fear. Anger. I'm in fight mode. Right? Like, you know, love. Oh, I can relax. You know, happiness, oh yeah, everything's great. We can calm down. All those stress hormones can go down. All the happy hormones can come up. So the idea of a mind-body connection, first of all, I often don't use the word mind-body because it implies that somehow the mind isn't part of the body. This is a big hunk of tissue up here. It's not <laughs> still a piece of, you know. Yeah. So our emotions are just another piece of information. Like if it's cold in the room, my body's going to shiver, right? If it's hot, I'm going to take my hand off the stove. If I'm afraid, I'm going to get ready to run. If I'm happy, I'm going to rest and relax. It's another piece of information. And so we act as though being stressed out, being unhappy, being afraid, being angry all the time isn't going to affect our body, but of course it is. It's going to tell our body what to do next. And if we're constantly in that fight or flight mode, our heart rate's constantly racing. We can't sleep. Oh, and there's no way to heal the body. I mean, I know for myself, Putting myself in trauma therapy and doing the different therapies that I've done has significantly changed my autoimmune yeah. to the point that I can go packing on a vacation and where I used to take like 20 supplements, <laughs> I know that. I was down to three. I mean, yeah. I was really shocked when I went for a little vacation and I was packing and it's like that nervousness of what am I going to eat when I travel? Yep. nervousness of the supplementation, it didn't even exist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because my, we go on vacation. So I have my 85 year old father lives with me and I'm glad he'd be with us, with us, but it is insanely stressful to have be responsible for an elderly parent. And so we travel, my, my family, we love to take month long. We'll take like over the winter, we'll go away for a month. So last year we went to Peru for a month. This year we're going to Italy for a month. And, and it's funny because I can't eat nightshades except for potatoes. I can't eat peppers, eggplants, tomatoes, goji berries, ashwagandha, you name it. Yeah. I cannot eat nightshades. Except when we're in Peru, I ate tomatoes and peppers. No problem. Oh, no wow. problem. I mean, like, I didn't know hives, no nothing. Because it's all this great spicy food. And we're like, is it just a different atmosphere? Maybe it's a different pepper. No. It was a month of knowing my dad was at my brother's house and I wasn't stressed out. My stress oh, level was like, yeah. And so I literally, my immune system was not reacting to the foods I know. Now, gluten, I'm still never going to eat. But, <laughs> so everybody gluten. listening, if you have autoimmunity, I'm sorry, there really is no healthy level of gluten. But <laughs> it, it was just, it was purely inflammation. It was like, 
because I wasn't emotionally stressed out, my immune system wasn't going crazy. So it's, it is, there's like a one-to-one between the emotional health and physical health. And more and more, I'm coming to the conclusion, you just cannot heal the body without healing the mind and the heart. You just, you can't. It is just, you may be able to like hold back your symptoms from day to day, but all you need is like one, you know, slip up and you catch a cold or something stressful happens and, you know, you have to bring the overall level down in your whole life. And that means really doing deep trauma healing for sure. I've done the same and it's, yeah, there's no, there's no alternative. There's really none. There's no alternative. I mean, I think back to just so much of my stress level of needing to be perfect, needing to do, needing to overwork to prove myself, needing to have all these. Yeah, exactly. Especially for women, we grew up with conditional love, right? It's like, I need to be valuable to people in order yep. to get love. I need to show my usefulness. I need to not have any needs, but I need well, to get everybody else's needs. Speaking up, I think is so connected to the thyroid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly what we've talked about, right? Like in, in Ayurvedic medicine, the throat chakra is literally, right? It, it's your voice. And and it's funny because you see me on TikTok, right? I'm really chatty. I'm really talkative. I'm really outspoken. So it took me a long time to realize, right, it's not, how much you talk is what you talk about, right? What's that feeling? What do we say? I was choking on emotion. We usually say we yeah. are choking on our, and what do we usually choke on? We yeah. choke on our anger, especially when we go, and we don't express when somebody, and I mean healthy anger, when somebody violates your boundaries, when somebody is threatening you, that's a healthy anger. And yet women are never allowed to express that. Really, is it such a shock that we all have that the thyroid issues are so common and way more common for women? The conflict shifting on our anger. So, and holding, I think, our emotions in, like needing to be that perfect person that doesn't ruffle the fingers. I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's nothing to see here, folks. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah, fine. Because your immune system's saying, hello, we're not fine. We are not fine. And that's what Gabor Mate's book about. He has actually also when the body says no. And this, and it's interesting because he was talking about ALS, which is also a debilitating mm. immune and also multiple sclerosis, also both absolutely deadly debilitating autoimmune conditions. And it's kind of known in the medical world that there is an MS or ALS personality. This is not to blame the victim because right. of course, these people have these personalities because they were shaped by trauma. Because of the trauma. Not, they're not inborn. It's not their inbred like, well, that's who they are and they deserve to get. No, no. They often, often a lot of people with autoimmunity are too nice and myself included right we I'm like oh we're fine we're fine and we just push down all take care of everything ourselves everything no yeah. we don't need help we don't need nothing and that literally makes us sick we yeah. literally need to recognize our own needs and stop pushing them down for everybody else because it's literally killing us i mean it's going it, it's als and learn, learn to forgive i think the part of forgiving to be able to quiet the autoimmune yeah and quiet those stress levels that Because I know the moment somebody violates your boundary or steps over something that you feel is just not right, Mm -hmm. those stress hormones go right up. And then all of a sudden, past experiences and past trauma gets triggered. And all of a sudden, you're sick. Right. And so the thing that's important about the forgive, and I think especially for women, is we have to be careful we don't jump too straight too quickly to Mm -hmm. the forgive in the sense of you can't forgive somebody unless you first acknowledge what they've actually done wrong to you. Right? Like, we often want to forget about the point of like, Here's how I was wronged in the past. Yeah. Now I can move past it. But we're also like, okay, I'm going to move past it. No, no, no. You need to actually 
Well, and I think so much of that, oh, I'm just going to move past it is shoving it down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then having that same kind of thing just come up again and again. Again, exactly. And and we really need to honor the child that was hurt because it's child, most of us, it's childhood trauma. It is, you know, you see um, the, you know, girls that are told, like, it's not a big deal. Take care of yourself. Don't have any needs. And and there's a reason why. And again, even in the, the book, The Myth of Normal, he talks about this. Why women have it worse because women are the emotional caretakers for everybody else. Every, you know, for men, for children, for their bosses, for, we're the, the family. I'm the one, you know, my elderly father is living with me. My brother lives 15 minutes away. We're having a conversation about that. <laughs> anyway. We're um, holding a boundary. <laughs> right. So, you know, and, and often we are literally judged as women by how well we can ignore our own needs. Right? Oh, no, yeah. we're fine. We're selfless. No, no, martyrdom shows up as autoimmunity. So mm. we need to have healthy boundaries, ask for help, say no. It was a really good word for most women to learn. No, it's a really short one. It's really hard to say. That's what gets caught right here. No, 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 no. Often yeah. we say yes to too many things. We need to say no, okay, no, I can't go out and go sleep early. And it's not optional. Like it will show up. All human beings have a need to be whole and fulfilled and respected. And if we do not, create those conditions for ourselves, we'll get sick. There is no super person who can be selfless martyr entire life and not be ill. Like, you know, I look back at my own family history, although women in my family, my grandmother died at 43 of a breast cancer. My aunt died at 43. First, she had multiple sclerosis and then she had a brain tumor. My mom was diagnosed with cancer at 43, 44 and died at 64. And I told my husband, I'm like, it stops here. It stops here. Like my aunt had an autoimmune disease, my mom an autoimmune disease. Who knows? My grandmother probably did too. No, 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 I'm done. It's not going on. And my daughter, no, we're done. Yeah. We're going to learn to take care of ourselves. Tell me some of the things I want to even circle back to that ad part. Like, what are the things that you add to your diet? And of course, this is your personal experience. Right. What are those like superfoods that you feel like these are the good things that you need to add? Well, for one, I was a vegetarian for 24 years. And for me, that was a bad idea. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we tried the, ve- the vegan. The- now, don't get me wrong. Plants, phenomenal healing power. Healing power. Right. So overall, I do have a plant-based diet in that tons of vegetables, lots of healthy fruit. But in terms of protein, I need animal protein. That's really yeah. just, we just need nutrient-dense protein. Already, if you have an autoimmune condition, by definition, you have impaired digestion because as we know from research, came out of the Harvard School of Medicine and Public Health by uh, Alessio Fasano, we, that all autoimmunity starts with leaky gut. So we already know we have compromised yeah. gut. Even if you heal it, you already know that your body's sensitive. So it means we cannot digest as well. We often do not digest proteins as well. We don't absorb nutrients. So meat is the best way to get protein, B vitamins, you know, minerals, zinc, iron, and so on. So it doesn't have to be red meat. Some people want to eat, you know, some people will eat beef and lamb. Others want chicken and fish and so on. I mean, you know, I happen to, I do eat red meat now. Love fish. So definitely animal protein. Among the animal proteins, salmon or any of those cold fish, I call them, you know, the smash fish, salmon, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, and herring. Cold water oily fish, phenomenal for you. And also tend to be low in mercury, those five. Yeah. High in omega-3s high in protein. So those fish and liver, liver, I'm telling you, you know, our grandmother just make chicken liver. Yeah. 
liver. Grandma, Bo Booby had a point there. I didn't like it at the time, but it's good. You know, I eat beef liver too, but chicken liver, a lot of people find, you know, it's, it's pretty cheap. You can get it at most farmers. Yeah. Also cod liver. We were just in Canada. I love cod liver. Really, really nutrient dense too. So animal protein, fish, liver, uh, berries, phenomenal, of course. I mean, blueberries. Uh, I love making smoothies with berries. Or even in the winter, I will take just berries and warm them up. Like I will just put a little mm -hmm. bit of coconut oil on them, warm them up in the microwave and sprinkle cinnamon on it. Like yeah. microwave, just, just warm berries. Like a compote. You know? Like a compote, exactly. Yeah. The other thing my grandmother used to make. <laughs> All those rushes on a meal. Um, anyway, so yeah, exactly. So berries fish, then, I mean, all like vegetables are phenomenal, green veggies. Okay, right here, we have to put a myth to, to death. Stab <laughs> it in the heart, bury it, chop it up, burn the remains. You can and should eat cruciferous vegetables. <laughs> Even I remember when that came out and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? tell people not to eat broccoli? What makes me crazy is seeing all these doctors who were like, oh, don't eat broccoli. But I'm like, no, no, no. Soy, terrible goitrogen. Anybody with thyroid issues should not be eating soy. That's another reason why. As a vegetarian, great, all that vegetable right. oh, protein. So did I. I would drink yeah. soy milk constantly. Oh, soy yeah, no, I was like, maybe Every I still day. have a thyroid. But so soy really is a terrible goitrogen. Cruciferous vegetables, I mostly eat them cooked. But like sprout, broccoli sprouts are fantastic for your thyroid. Sulfurophane is amazing. It's actually been shown to lower thyroid antibodies. So cruciferous vegetables are fantastic for you. If you're at all concerned, just cook them. Steam your right. kale, cook your broccoli. I don't even like raw broccoli or kale. I don't know how people eat that. <laughs> I like it cooked. So steam it. And I mean everything. I love bok choy, radishes, turnips, right. collard greens, kale, hot soy, you know, you, you, I mean, all of these, they're all the same arugula. They're all the same family. It's all cruciferous vegetables, cauliflower, cabbage, everything. Yeah. I eat fermented foods. So sauerkraut, we make our own sauerkraut. Super easy. It's just time, yeah. like time, <laughs> not, not <laughs> salt. Cabbage, water, and weights. And that's it. That's how you make sauerkraut. It's amazing. So let's see what else. And then also, when you're talking about vegetables, you know, we're going to say eat the rainbow. All those bioflavonoids are amazing. Beets, sweet potatoes, dark leafy greens, carrots, you know, yellow squash. I mean, as yeah. many colors, blueberries. Like, literally, they always talk about eat the rainbow. And it's true. It, all those bioflavonoids different, are different nutrients that you need. Exactly. So, so I would say, again, fish, liver, you know, either chicken or beef liver, cod liver, berries, cruciferous vegetables, <laughs> and overall colorful vegetables and fermented mm -hmm. foods. Those are, I'd say, the ones that were just so critical. Oh, and also, I, I think bone broth. Bone broth is mm. fantastic. You can get bone broth powder and make your own, like, just, you know, put it in water. I put, like, water, a little sprinkle of, like, garlic powder and salt and, like, sip it like bouillon. Yeah. Use it as a base for soups. Make your own. You can get, like, after you've roasted a chicken, save the bones or after Thanksgiving is my favorite thing. You all, you carve the turkey, you still have all those bones, throw that in a pot with a yeah. whole, you know, cover it with water, put in some onions, just simmer that, you know, and you'll have simmer, like you can put it in a hot pot or I mean, a, in a, you know, a, a slow cooker pot. overnight or in a, in the Instapot or in a pressure cooker and you'll have instant bone broth. So, you know, bone broth is amazing for gut healing. So also, so that's the glycine that's good for your gut. And also, um, Collagen powder. So I know I just gave you like a long list. <laughs> what do we say again? Okay, fish, liver, berries, <laughs> berries, eat the rainbow, eat the rainbow, fermented foods, and bone broth. And also, you can put in addition to bone broth, collagen powder. Bones have bone broth yeah. has collagen in it. Collagen powder, like in smoothies and so on. 
And then what are your favorite? I mean, I think we we talk about stress and it really does impact us in so many ways. What are your favorite ways to de-stress? So one thing that we, I, I'm just taking a functional medicine program, the School for Applied Functional Medicine. And one thing we talk about is vitamin J and that is joy. We need more pleasure in our lives. We need yeah. more joy. And I don't mean, oh, I like watching TV late at night. It makes me laugh. No, no, I mean joy. I mean the running around with the dog in the yard joy. I mean laughing ridiculously with your kids over memories joy. You know, the putting on your favorite music and just dancing, you know, close the door of your office, put some music on and just dance for, you know, 20 minutes to your favorite 80s hits or whatever. Like just that thing that brings a big smile to your face that isn't about consuming media. So it's not about movies or TV. It is just about manifesting from within Things that just make you happy and that can be relationships, like I said, it can be with other people, it can be by yourself. Just bring that big smile to your face every single day. So that's a huge one. And the other one, the reason why I just grabbed my phone is this is one of my other favorite ways of doing it, is this is a free app, but you can also, I subscribe because there's other things. This is the Insight Meditation Timer. Oh, nice. Insight Timer. I now do a 15-minute meditation every day. You can do it as a guided meditation. So they have all kinds of free guided, like body scan to drift off to sleep. And I just started a, was it a 10 or a 15 day? Let's see, heal your, the wisdom of our wounds, healing from trauma. Oh, wow. <laughs> Dr. Megan Kirkchang. And there's also, there's an inner guide healing, I, I mean, inner child's healing trauma, guided meditation, body scan, meditation is, I mean, and 15 minutes. We're talking 15 minutes a day. Surely I spend more time like flipping through TikToks, <laughs> playing a stupid puzzle on my phone. Yeah. You know? Just carving. I think it's, I think in today's world, it's really about being extremely intentional and conscious within the day. Because mm-hmm. I was just listening to Dr. Amen talk about brain and kind of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's like, it's really mind blowing how much we as people over worry, overthink, overstress, and it really affects our thoughts. And then it affects, you know, our, as you said, all of the different messages that are being sent to our body. Exactly. And then we wonder why we feel anxiety or depressed or we have an autoimmune. So right. it's really exactly. spending, like you said, that 15 minutes to just slow down and give yourself a gift for the day. And, and when I tell people, so I do this, you know, this five day thyroid healing challenge. And one thing I tell people is like, take a notebook and write down how you're feeling, write down your symptoms. And it's not, it's like, write it down. Don't just type in your phone, don't just think it. Because what you're doing through the physical act of taking those 15 minutes is you are sending powerful messages to your brain saying, this is important. Yeah. I am important. If I can't take 15 minutes for myself, what message am I sending? Reinforcing yeah. that I, I'm not worth 15 minutes. I don't want to spend 15 minutes with myself. And if we don't, that that itself is a powerful lesson. If we're so busy, 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 what are we running away from? Because often, especially Mm -hmm. for women, the urge to keep ourselves busy all the time is to not, is so that we don't have to spend time with our thoughts. We don't have to spend time with uncomfortable feelings. And it's like, those things are going to come out another way. Either they're going to come out during your 15 minute meditation, or they're going to come out for me as high and fear on my face. So which one would I rather just do? Yeah. I I mean, I look at my history of autoimmune. There are so many things that were explosive, like, like angioedema I had and all these different health issues that just came with emotions. 
And they were, I can definitely tell at different times in my life when there was a certain emotion that was running, but I wasn't willing to step into that emotion. I wanted to run from it, Yep. but my body didn't. (laughs) My body's like, nope, sorry, it's right here. It's not right. It may not be here. You don't want to deal with it here or here. Okay, you can deal with it here, or you can deal with it in your joints. You're going to deal with it. I get, literally, I will get my gut. I mean, I will get my throat will get, so if they start feeling like I can't swallow, like I have a cold and it's like, yeah. that's because my body is like, well, there must be some emergency. So we're getting the immune system all revved up and, and that's it. And the thing we have to realize is that our bodies are actually relatively, I mean, the system is incredibly sophisticated, but in terms of the strategies, our body evolution has developed a couple of strategies and those are the only ones we have. And inflammation is how your body deals with stress. That's it. There's only one way because you think about, you know, 200,000 years ago on the savannah, stress meant you're being chased by something that's yeah. likely to bite you or so we better be able to run fast and run, run fast, you know, heal broken bones and fight infection because that's what's going to happen if you're running from a creature and it bites you, right? <laughs> so, like, so run fast, heart's going to pump, you know, blood's going to move away from your digestive tract into your muscles. Immune factors are all cytokines. are going to zoom around the, the body because either you're running and your body's at the repair muscle damage or you're about to, you know, you might trip a fall, you might get bit bitten by something or so your body's like okay getting ready to to you know deal with all the problems that that. are going to happen right or you need to be able to fight so again getting my muscles around and so that's fine and that's life-saving for 15 minutes or even like a day right it's life endangering if it happens for 15 years and that's it is that our body goes oh my god we're stressed out it must be that there's an enemy no 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 it's the mortgage but like there was no mortgage. There was no fight with your boss on yeah. the Savannah 200,000 years ago. So your body's like, oh, stressed out. Better just do everything that we're programmed to do, which is the immune system fight gets pumped up. The heart rate goes up. The blood pressure goes up, right? Because the, the threat's supposed to go away in an hour, not a decade. Right. And so, you know, we need to recognize that this, that things that we think we shouldn't like, oh, I'm just going to ignore it. No, no, no. Your body thinks this is an emergency. And your body, your physical body is always eavesdropping on your thoughts. Literally, your hypothalamus, which is part of your endocrine axis, hypothalamus talks to the pituitary, pituitary talks to the thyroid. Oh, well, hypothalamus talks to the pituitary, pituitary talks to the thyroid, the adrenals, and also the sex glands, the gonads. So if you're stressed out, your thalamus is saying, emergency, emergency, the pituitary is going, okay, army, we have to get ready to fight. So mm-hmm. you don't have time to have babies. There goes your menstrual cycle. Now is not the time to build muscle. There goes your repair. This is certainly not the time to rest or digest. So you're not sleeping well tonight and you're going to have a terrible stomachache if you try to eat anything. What are you going to have sex, sleep and eat a big meal while you're running from a tiger? No, <laughs> the tiger have sex later. So he's like, for now, we are not making adequate sex hormones. We'll do that later. Except if later never comes, guess what? Now you have infertility. Yeah. So yeah. that's how stress it's, it's again. If you're stressed out and suffering from infertility, it's not that your body's broken. It's your body thinks it's an emergency. Now is not a time to have a baby. Right. Solve the emergency, have a baby later. Who wants to have a baby when it's all stressful? Except if your life is stressful for 20 years. Yeah. So. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's why one of the reasons I wanted to have you today is to really talk about how our bodies are impacted so much because of our thinking, because of our way of life and how it really shows up in the thyroid. It just, 
And it's again, it's not your body being broken. Your body's number one priority is survival. Survival. Literally, you when your body the symptoms you see, what you look what see it looks as like it's broken, fatty liver disease, high blood pressure, hypothyroidism, PCOS, all of this are is evidence the body is trying to survive difficult circumstances. Mm. And so what we need to do is say, take the body out of survival mode, not by taking medications and suppressing the symptoms. No, no, no. By changing the circumstances that triggered survival mode, whether mm -hmm. it is eating a high sugar diet, not sleeping enough, not getting enough exercise, not getting enough joy, not dealing with stress, you know, eat, not eating enough nutrition, whatever it is, your body symptoms are a sign that your body is desperately trying to survive given crappy circumstances. And what we need to do is change the circumstances because it's not you, your body's not fighting you. It is desperately trying to keep you alive. And so what we need to do is say, okay, you know what? Yes, survival is guaranteed. We are sleeping, we're getting adequate food, good rest, you know, dealing with stress, fabulous. Oh, really? Now's a great time. Now, now you can have great sex and great hormones and get pregnant. Now you can have good sleep. Now that food that we eat is actually going to help our hair grow and our muscles develop and our skin look good. But you have to go to the emergency. So, you know, if the, if the whole country's on war footing, they're not going to be like, let's build parks. No, no, no. <laughs> we're, we're going to battle. It's like, Take it down a notch and give yourself, I love that you talked about that 15 minutes. I think that's extremely realistic and the messages that you're sending yourself internally, because I know when we do actions like that, that's actions of self-care and that in turn also heals those child wounds. And what I would say to, to people who are like, I don't have time. First of all, like you said, it's the childhood wounds. We don't realize it, but our psyche is literally shaped in the first seven years of life. So I'm 53 years old and I am literally doing the most amazing mindfulness-based therapy with this woman. And we are literally talking about like inner child work. People, oh, that seems so woo-woo. No, no, that is literally, your brain was built by the experiences of that child, which kind of makes sense because, you know, baby's born and it has to learn about what the world's like so that it can prepare to live in that world. Yeah. If that world was a scary, stressful place where the adults were either absent or stressed out or whether it's because of, alcoholism or their trauma or racism or poverty or whatever, if that's the world you lived in, your your, your body's like, okay, there's going to be a battle every day and I better be ready to fight it. And, mm. and that's literally, your immune system's going to be like this all the time. And we have to go back and go, okay, child, what you learned wasn't wrong. It's just those strategies may have helped you get through childhood and that was very valuable. But they're not helping but we're you. we're not there anymore. So yeah. thank you for helping me then. But now I need to see the world as it is now and not like that frightened six-year-old. Mm -hmm. And so when I tell people, they're like, oh, I don't have time, I don't have time, I can't make time. I go, okay, remember, we're talking to a small child, right? Your seven-year-old comes to you and says, mom, can you say, no, I don't got 15 minutes for you. Nope, sorry, don't give me time. Who's going to say that to their kid or their best friend? I just need 15 minutes of time. <sighs> nope. I mean, we would never say that to somebody we care about. Yeah. So if we're saying that to ourselves, are we sending the message that we really care about ourselves? So if you have trouble making time for yourself, sort of step outside and imagine you're talking to somebody else. Oh, when I make time for a seven-year-old who came to me wanting 15 minutes of my attention, oh, of course I would. Okay, so then let's pretend this is somebody else and make those 15 minutes. Mm. So Danielle, it's just been so awesome to have you. Can you tell everyone where to find you so they can hear you on a daily basis. <laughs> yes, as you know, so 
I do a lot of outreach and teaching on TikTok, which, you know, still cracks me up to this day. I, you know, two years, a year and a half ago, I thought it was where, you know, teenagers did dance videos. <laughs> now it's where 53-year-olds do dance videos about TikTok, about thyroid. <laughs> I, I sometimes do ridiculous things when it comes to it, but I mainly just talk about nerdy thyroid stuff. Also TikTok, I am at thyroid.coach.danielle. That's the same on Instagram as well. Um, I have a Facebook group called Coach Danielle's Thyroid Solutions. And if you go to any one of those places, you will find links to the other places. My, my website is Thyroid Healing Solutions. And I have a free five-day thyroid healing challenge that I'm running live from November 14th to the 18th. Oh, wow. Um, and so, and, and if, I, if you miss it this time, I run it like four times a year. So you can either join me, join me live, or you can, if you catch this afterwards, you can download the free guide again from, you can get it, find me on any of those channels, social media, and you can find the free guide and it will give you the same five days of recipes. The whole five day guide idea, everybody should know, came from Rachel. It started me down this path of five day challenges. And, this and now point, you're rocking them four times. Oh, at this point, literally over 10,000 people have done this challenge. And the okay. guides, I think, has been downloaded about 25,000 times or something in two years. That's unbelievable. Saying, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's such, I love you. I love the work you do. And I'm so grateful that you are here today. So much fun. Of course, you and I could talk for you know, five more hours about this. And I'm sure we will at some point. Guys, you know what to do. Definitely follow this woman. If you are ever thinking thyroid, she should be the first on your mind. So go over, listen to her nerd out, listen to her, watch her dance. She's amazing on TikTok and definitely sign up for that challenge. Thanks so much, Danielle. Thank you. Always <laughs> fabulous. Talk to you. Bye, guys. All right, guys. That is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you, bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.